Hey, you're about to hear a great word from our teaching team. At Freedom House, we're about equipping you to experience Christ's freedom every day. We would love to connect with you. We stream our live services Sundays at 10.30 and 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. You can join us at freedomhouse.cc live. I hope you enjoyed this message. Come on, keep clapping for Jesus. And we welcome those that are online right here. Come on, show them a little love, everyone online. And don't you love your pastor and his wife, Troy and Penny, and these amazing leaders? Come on, show them a little love. So good to be with you. Merry Christmas, everybody. You can be seated, bringing you some warmer greetings from Destin, Florida. Not warm, just warmer. Yeah, we live down there on the Emerald Coast where the water is green, the sand is white. It is, it is, uh, it's probably the closest side to paradise you can get on this side right here. But it's just, it's beautiful down there. But so grateful to be here. How, how many of you have ever heard of or been to Destin, Florida? Let me see your hand. Come on. Whoa. That's fantastic. Look at all those arms, hands go up. Well, it's good to be with you. Uh, what an honor it is to be with you. Every time I've been here, I've just seen just the fingerprints of God on this house. Every time I've been here, I, even when we were in the high school, I was like, they're not going to stay here long where y'all at that school. I was like, they're going to be going places. And then I, I came here last time, and this place was here built, and it was great. And now you're expanding, and you've got, you know, extra kids space and other campuses. How many of you know that there's favor on Freedom House? Huh? There's favor on this house. And you can see and sense the fingerprints of God on it. And can I just encourage you, don't ever take that for granted. Don't ever take that for granted because sometimes you can just get so used to the favor of God that is on this house and all that it offers and does that you can just get used to it. But I want you to know we should always be appreciative of who God has given us and where we're at. Amen, everybody. So good to be with you. Uh, I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew 24. And uh, you, you know this Christmas season teaches us, whether you're turning there or clicking there, Matthew 24, we'll get there. But you know this Christmas season teaches us how to really, uh, really open up our hearts for one another. Because how I many you know it's not, it's not what's on your table, it's who's around your table. And it's not what's really under your tree as much as who's around you, with you, around that tree. It's about relationships. Wouldn't you agree, everybody? That it's about relationships. It's about being home with Christmas. Being here. And I, I just can't help but to, uh, to think about how powerful relationships are and how we're wired for them. You know, when God made man, he said it's not good for man to be what? We're wired to not be alone. And uh, two of my favorite Christmas movies of this year. And uh, one of them is Christmas Vacation. I, I like that movie uh, because we all have an Uncle Eddie in our families. You know what I'm saying? We all have an Uncle Eddie. It, it's, not, it's real nice. I love that movie. But one of my other favorites is Home Alone. How many of you have seen that movie? Uh, it's a great movie. It's a funny movie. I love how he beats up on those two incompetent thieves, you know. I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, do you give up or are you thirsty for more? You know, he's beating up on those 
wet bandits, they called themselves as they, remember stuff to sink, flood the house, so they could, that could be their calling card. They're just idiots, you know? <laughs> but the reality of it is this. It's about, a, it's about a young boy that ends up alone because he got offended. He got his feelings hurt. Somebody ate the last slice of cheese pizza. We joke about it because it's so silly, but it was so real to him. I mean, you know that when we get offended, it's silly, but it's so real to us. And we're willing to sacrifice something that is so beautiful, something that's so great in relationships. And if anything, this Christmas season is teaching you and I to keep our hearts open to one another. To not be closed off. Listen, Christ is in the manger, but the Bible tells us that the Father, God the Father, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Opening up his heart to welcome us and wanting to open up our hearts to welcome him. This whole season teaches us about being together. Home for Christmas in our hearts with each other. It's not what's, what's on our table, it's who's around our table. And one of the most powerful things we can talk about and communicate today is to understand how valuable relationships are and to do everything we can to reconcile them, to make sure that we don't divide, but to stay united. And I just think it's important because, you know, how many know that our world today is divided? I mean, it's divided so much. It's divided in so many ways. And, it, and, it, and it's really, it's heartbreaking. It's what it is. It's heartbreaking, and uh, instead of being reconciled, we're, we're more divided than ever before. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 24, I want you to look at it with me. It's up on the screen, everybody. Matthew 24, verse 10, the Bible says that in the last days, many shall be, say what's underlined, everybody, offended. And then they shall betray one another, and then they shall, say the last word, they shall hate one another. And I, I want you to realize that first when I saw that passage of scripture, I thought to myself, well, you know what? That, that's just, you know, that, that's just three different conditions of the heart. One's offended, one's betraying heart, one's a, one's a hateful heart. No, it's not. It's a slow progression of the same heart. It's what happens is, is that you get offended first and foremost. Now the word offense in the Greek is scandalon. We get the word scandal. And what happens is, what a scandal on was, was a trigger to a trap. And what happens is, you take a bear trap and cover it up with leaves, and you'd put it out there, and hoping, hear me, that a bear would walk by and trigger the scandal on. When that scandal on was triggered, the trap would close. The teeth would dig in and the animal would die a slow death. What happens is, is that the enemy of our soul and relationships in our lives will come by and will trigger our scandal on and will close off our hearts to one another. And what happens is, is now life doesn't flow from me to you because I'm offended. And anything that you have to offer me doesn't, doesn't flow to me because I'm closed off to you. Are you getting the picture, everybody? 
And there's what happens when we get offended and we're not at home for Christmas and we don't have reconciled relationships. We have divided relationships amongst brothers and sisters and family and friends and co-workers and, you know, co-members of our church and our small groups and all that. What? Because somebody triggered our trap and our hearts closed off. But then you think it stopped there, but it doesn't stop there. Matthew 24, 10, the Bible tells us that many shall be offended and then shall betray one another. And here's what the Greek word betray means. You ready? To stop guarding. You'll stop guarding or defending that person. You'll stop, you'll stop guarding. You know, like that person that you used to have their back, you won't have their back anymore. When you wouldn't listen to one derogatory thing about that one person, now your ear is bent towards Every little criticism. You don't defend them. You don't guard. Matter of fact, when you would never say anything or chime in with someone about that someone, now all of a sudden you're piling on a little bit. And you're like, you know what? Come to think of it, you're right. You stop guarding. You stop defending. When your heart closes off, your words, your ears, your conversation changes. Hear me, Freedom House. And then it goes on to say that they'll hate one another. In other words, here's what happens. There's no grace that I can extend to you. None whatsoever. In other words, when you could, Mike, when you could do no wrong in my eyes, now you can't do anything right. Come on. And all of a sudden, this is our nation, everybody. And they can also extend to our families and to our loved ones. And instead of being home for Christmas, we're just, we're separated at Christmas. We don't have that reconciliation that Christ longs for. It's so important for us to guard our hearts, amen? It's so important that we do that. Jesus told us in Luke 17, here's what he said, ready? He said, it is impossible, but offenses will come. Listen, someone's going to walk along and trigger your scandal on to close your heart up. You can't help it. Jesus said it. He's, he's, he's telling you, in this world of imperfect relationships, there's going to come moments when your heart can close off to your spouse, anybody around you. It's going to happen. But the reality is this. To me, kingdom superstars are the unoffendables. I'm talking about the ones that are unoffendable. You can't offend them if you tried. You know, there's some people that are so easily offended. And you probably know some of them. They're not in this service. They were in the last service. <laughs> but the reality is, the reality is, there's something you, there's some parking lot people out there that are just unoffendables. They're superstars, aren't they? I mean, they're out there. I came up here this morning. It was, it was cold. And, you know, they're parking cars. And they go, you, can, you know, I mean, it's cold. When you can see your breath, we don't have that in Florida. <laughs> it's cold. And, and then they tell you where to park. And I know they get dirty looks. I don't want to park there. <laughs> and they're just like, God bless you. Welcome to Freedom House. They're, on, they're superstars. They're picking up their kids. They're freedom kids. And you don't, some people don't even say thank you for being with them a whole hour. They're there next week because they're kingdom superstars. There's people making coffees there and you're not happy with the amount of caramel drizzle in your cup. And on the inside, they're like, you want drizzle? I'll give you drizzle. 
But at the end, they're like, ah, oh, let me make you another one. Those are kingdom superstars. They're kingdom superstars. Come on, you ought to celebrate them. Because they're given every reason to close their heart off and they keep it open. Are you like that? Don't answer that. I hope you are. Because Jesus said you're going to get every reason for your heart to close. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Why is it? And what happened? I want us to look at that today. But first, I've got to read you an email. Of someone that got offended at our church. And sent an email. You know, I wanted to email you with our experience today. We're not angry, just disappointed. We brought our five-month-old son in with us, and our son started fussing a bit, so my husband started walking him in the very back. While he was doing that, a member came up to him and told him politely it was disturbing the congregation. Politely. My husband was told by an usher. I'm grateful for ushers. Stand at the door, standing at the door about how you offer child care during those services. I have to say that we are disappointed. We will not be returning to your church. For we did not feel very welcome there at all due to this incident. We came from a church where we never had a problem bringing our babies to service. As a matter of fact, a lot of members had their babies with them. We have never been bounced. Bounced. What are we, a bar? We have never been bounced from a church service. And we are sad at this. We are sorry that this happened and we will not be returning. I sent him a, a nice email, keeping my heart open the best I can. So sorry for having such a disappointing experience. That certainly wasn't our intent. Being sensitive to parents and children, members, believers, unbelievers, the communicator, the Lord, during a service is not an easy balancing act. Come on, somebody. We attempt to be sensitive to all. Easier said than done. I'm sure your intent was not to be insensitive to those around you, just as ours was not to be insensitive to you. Because she said we were polite. Said by your experience, yet hopeful that a church with the right fit will cross your path. <laughs> Wasn't that a nice letter? Come on. This is what I wanted to write. Just a short note to say how sorry we are that our whole church doesn't revolve around your every expectation. <laughs> I know you don't see it. Because if you did, you'd realize that with a mother's room, a fireside lounge uh, area, up teen thousand TVs, you could still hear the message and not walk around with disrupting everyone around you. But no, you have to, ha you have, to have it your way, and now you're disappointed. Why? Because we ask you to think of others also. I guess the church you went to made you feel like it's all about you. You are more than welcome to return to that church. I didn't send that, but I wrote that. Because my therapist told me it's healing for my soul. I read it once in a while and I calm down. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me, those of you watching. I'm talking to you, all of us. The Lord's talking to all of us. 
It's so easy for us to do this. Come on. But kingdom superstars are unoffendable because they know, they know this is detrimental to your life, to your future. And uh, the little boy in Home Alone grabbed the BB gun, you know, the wet bandits. And he said, this is my house. Remember that? I've got to defend it. You know, Proverbs 4.27 says this. It says, guard your hearts with all diligence. Look at me. This right here, this right here is your house. And you need to guard it with everything in you to keep it open in, the, in spite of what is said or done or not said and not done and all that stuff. You've got to guard your heart because from it, life flows to you on all issues of life. And life flows from you. There's things that you have that people need. And if you close off your heart, you won't give life. And there's things people have that you need. You close off your heart, you won't get life. It's how it works. And I, I, I want to stress to you today, keep your heart open. And you know if your heart is open and you know if your heart is closed to anyone that, have, that, that, that has hurt you, offended you, triggered your trap. And now you're like, man, can we ever get this thing open? I want you to guard against three things. Number one, write this down. Guard against disappointments. Guard against disappointments. It's so significant to watch how you set up a relationship to fail. We can set them up to fail. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You can set them up. The Bible tells us of a story, hear me, of a story about a man that had a quota to meet. By the end of the day, he had to maybe, let's say, make this up. I'm going to just modernize it. Uh, he needed to come up with uh, 100 jars of olive oil. And he needed to process and press a bunch of olives. And he needed it done quickly. And he needed to get 100 of them done by the end of it. So he goes to somebody and says, would you work for me from 9 to 5? I'll give you $10. Yeah, sure, I'd love it. Great. Noontime, he comes to somebody else and he realizes, I'm not going to get these 100 jars of oil done. And so I'm going to have to hire somebody else. Can you come work for me from 12 to 5? And uh, I'll give you $10. Oh, sure. Sure, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes to the last minute, and he's like, man, I need, I need, I need, to, I need to do it now. It's 4 o'clock. I got one hour. I, I got I to I, I this, meet this quarter. Would you work for me for, the, for one hour for $10? I'll do it. The Bible says in Matthew, verse 20, here it comes, up, here it comes off on the screen. The Bible tells when those hired first came to get their pay, they, come on, assumed now, we won't break that word down in the Greek at all. <laughs> but they assumed, hear me, that they would receive, come on, say it. More. Say it again. More. Why'd you do that? Didn't we have an agreement? Did I keep my end? You kept yours. How about you? Why did you do that? Why did you put that yoke on that relationship? You set me up to fail in your eyes. And now you're disappointed. And now your heart is turned against me. We've got to watch our disappointments. Hear me. We've got to watch them with our Lord. Because there's some of you here today that might just, your heart might be closed off. 
because something has happened or might be a tough time for you in this season. And uh, maybe something happened or something took place that you say God allowed it, but his power could have prevented it. And you, and right now you're like, God, why? And God's begging you, open your heart back up to me. Welcome me again. I didn't do anything to hurt you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I, I want you to realize how important it is for us to not close our hearts off because of disappointments. And hear me, it can happen to the best of us. You remember John the Baptist? You know, uh, he was in his mama's womb, Elizabeth. It was Christmas time. He was six months in his mama's womb. And here's Mary, new, you know, carrying Jesus. They're all related together. They're family. And Mary goes and visits Elizabeth, you know, during the Christmas season. You'll read it during this Christmas holiday season. And all of a sudden, John the Baptist leaps inside of his mama. He senses. Everybody say senses. Remember that word. He senses Jesus. Is in, he's in the presence of greatness. And he's like, whoo. And Elizabeth goes, my baby leapt in my womb when you said hello. Because I knew you're the mother of my Lord. Powerful. He knew who Jesus was. In the womb. Fast forward 30 years and all of a sudden he hears the Lord say to him in prayer. Everybody say hear. When you see the Holy Spirit descend on someone. And remain on him. He'll be the Messiah. And all of a sudden here comes Jesus and he sees. Everybody say sees. He sees Jesus coming and the Holy Spirit descend on him. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God, the Messiah that takes away the sins of this world. Now he senses, he hears, and he sees Jesus is the one. Now catch this. Herod throws him in jail. And Jesus doesn't rescue him. And the Bible tells us in this verse of scripture, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty true. In Matthew eleven three, 3, John the Baptist sent two of his disciples to ask, come on, are you the one or what? Finish it with me, everybody. Or do we what? How in the world can you go from sensing, hearing, and seeing that Jesus is the one to today saying, did I make a mistake with you? How many of us do that in our marriages? Little whispers in our hearts. Did I marry the right person? Am I part of the right church? Is this really? What happened? It's just like the enemy to put doubt in our hearts when disappointment takes place. Come on, somebody. When your expectations exceed your appreciations, when your expectations exceed your appreciations, you're setting yourself up to close off your heart. And I want to tell you something. At this Christmas season, let's keep our hearts open. Amen? And let's reopen them so we can let life flow from us and to us. 
from those that God has assigned. It was so obvious. Come on. It was so obvious that, that, that John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. It was obvious. It was ordained. And now all of a sudden you go from that to doubting? Why? Because something happened and his heart was closed. And we should keep our hearts open to one another. Number two, discipline. we got to guard ourselves when we're disciplined or when we're corrected. Everybody say corrected. You know how I feel about correction? It's more blessed to give it than to receive it. <laughs> Think about it. Who likes to be corrected? Especially by those close to them. I don't want to be corrected by you because I know your flaws. Why are you correcting my flaws? Come on. We don't like to be corrected. And here's the problem when we're corrected. You have a choice to make in that relationship when you're correct, when somebody points something out to you, when somebody tells you that what you did was wrong, or when somebody tells you that this adjustment needs to be made in your life. You got two things to do. You can either grow or go. And most people who are not kingdom superstars, who are not part of the unoffendables, who, who easily, I'm gone. Like, like the email I read, I, I'm gone. Why? Because an usher told you that, listen, you know, being sensitive and what, boom, like that. We got to guard our hearts. Because how many know that God's going to use imperfect people to perfect you? That's why he put you in your family. Come on, that's why you got to yeah. Listen to me. I know all my family. I know what you teach me grace. You teach me how to not murder. You t- <laughs> Come on. I mean, you teach me how to be patient. You teach me how to, you know what I'm saying? Long suffering. I mean, the fruits of the spirit are cultivated in our relationships. And if you don't want to grow, then just go. But God says, wherever you go, you're going to still need to grow. And you're going to, it'll look different, but it'll be the same. And so why don't you use this moment and just like, learn how to forgive. You're going to use him to learn how to forgive. And some things have, are not silly. Last thing I want to do is stand here and talk to you and make you feel that what you've walked through is silly. Some of your pain is serious. Some of your hurts, your violations, your abuses. Those were real. Those weren't made up. But at the end of the day, are you going to let that defeat you? Or are you going to allow that to develop you? Because I want it to develop me so I could be more like him. He, those that have hurt you don't win. You only lose if you don't grow. It's not, well, if I forgive them, they win. They don't win nothing. You win when you grow. You lose when you go. What a a difference it makes. Amen, everybody? How significant that is. We're going to watch those moments in our hearts. We're going to watch them because the enemy loves to do that. And let me just say this to you. One more thought underneath that point. As I've been talking, you've been thinking faces. You're picturing people, but they're not your issue. The Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. Oh, the enemy loves to hide behind faces. He loves to hide behind faces. The truth of the matter is, listen to me, it was the devil that was behind Judas. Judas. 
that was fueling him to betray Christ and to have his heart close off and not go to the cross. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not against your brother. It's not against your family. It's not against your coworker. It's not, a, it's the, there's a, listen to me, there's a spirit at work in our nation today. And if you think it's people of politics and people of business, and if you think it's your spouse, you're missing the whole, listen, look at me, everyone, please. There is a spirit to divide us, to separate us. To make us go our listen to me. It is not our battle is not against flesh and blood. Jesus, if that was the case, Jesus would have just closed his heart off and never went to the cross because we gave him every reason to close his heart off. Yes or no? Yes or no? Did he keep his heart open? Yes or no? Yes, he kept it up. Why? Because he knew there's always a spirit to divide us. But we're not going to let a spirit divide us. We're going to keep our hearts open and be open to one another. Amen, somebody? Now write this thought down. Watch your disappointments, your discipline, and being disheartened. Uh, it was Christmas Eve that, man, I, I was looking forward to a drive from Destin to Orlando. And I was so excited about this. How many of you know that sometimes the anticipation of a vacation can be better than the vacation itself? (laughs) I'm like, I'm so excited. I've been on trips. I'm like, this is going to be great. And it wasn't that great. I've done multiple services. And uh, I was exhausted. I got in the car. We're going to Orlando. We're going to have fun. Disney Christmas. And I called the Peabody Hotel where... uh, there was a room that I asked for that, man, I just, I loved it. It was just perfect for us, you know, and it worked for me and my kids and everything. And uh, I called them up. I said, I'm coming, but I'm coming late. It's nine o'clock. I got a six hour drive. It'll be there at three, almost four in the morning because we lose an hour on Easter Diamond. I get there and Mr. Vigalis, I'm here to check in. I'm like, okay, here's your room. I said, is that the, is that the room that I asked for? I said, no, sir, we, that's not the room. I said, we gave it away. I said, well, go get it. Go get it. He said, like, oh, poor guy. I beat him up there at the front desk. I was like, well, go get it. I called. I asked for that room. Where's my room? I want my room. Oh, sir, I can't help you. We gave that away. You're going to have to come back in the morning, deal with the front desk manager. I go to the room, and I'm fuming. And it's Christmas. I mean, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm Scrooge and Grinch in one. And the kids are zonked out. Jackie's like, come on, honey, come to bed. Let's cuddle. I don't want to cuddle. I want to write corporate an email and tell them that I'm missing my room. I get up Sunday morning. I mean, it's Christmas morn. I'm walking the lobby. The Citrus Bowl is playing in Orlando. The Wolverines or Michigan's playing in Wisconsin. I pass by Lloyd Carr at that time. He was the head coach. I see him. And here's what I say. Ready? I bet he's got my room. (laughs) I'm mad now at a stranger. You've never done this. Jackie looks at me. She goes, my gosh, it's Christmas. (laughs) I went there and I went to apologize to that front desk. I said, would you forgive me? I am so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And I realized something. I realized I was stealing from myself. I was imprisoning myself. I was suffocating myself and my kids. And I was ruining Christmas 
How my heart wasn't home for Christmas because why? My room was gone. You know what I've realized? The enemy loves to steal, kill, and to destroy. He does. He'll do it one person at a time, one family at a time. He'll try to do it one church at a time. He'll try to do it one nation at a time. He just loves to divide, and we're not going to let him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, listen to me. This is important. I got to give you three words, and I got a minute and 39 seconds. We'll give you three words. I want you to write these down. And every time somebody triggers your trap, you remember these three words. You were taught them in school. When you were set on fire, they were told you, stop, drop. Say it. You do me a favor this Christmas so you could be home for Christmas. Would you stop rehearsing it? Would you stop replaying it? Would you stop reopening that same wound? It happened. Last thing I'm going to do is minimize it. But if you keep replaying it, you keep reliving it. And every time you do, that trap's going to stay closed. Stop rehearsing it. That's what the little boy did. He stopped rehearsing it. His slice of cheese pizza, what his brother said, what his uncle did. Number two, drop it. Forgive it. It only blesses you to forgive. Drop it. Don't say, well, when I get that apology, when they redo this or when that happens, no. Drop it. And roll back into relationship. I'm not talking about the violent, abusive ones. I'm talking about those God-ordained ones that some expectation, some disappointment, some correction, some discipline, some disheartening, what somebody did or didn't do or something. And all of a sudden, somebody even said it was, and it was real and it was hurtful, but it's not up to them. It's up to us to keep our own hearts open, everybody. As much as lies within you, the Bible says. Not in somebody. As much as lies within me. I should live at peace with all men. You might need to write a text. Send an email. Make a call. And say, you know what? I'm going to be at home for Christmas. I loved what Kevin, that little boy, did. He said, you know what? I miss my family more than I care about presents. And he talked to the old man in that church, remember? You go watch it after you heard this message. That's your homework for today. You go watch that movie, how he told them, call your children. Call your friends. Every head bowed and eye closed. Lord, we don't want the enemy to steal from us this Christmas. And we don't want to be home alone for Christmas. We just want to be home for Christmas with every relationship that you've assigned and ordained. And Lord, we just forgive. We, we're, we're, say, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, today, I'm going to stop rehearsing and reopening that wound. I forgive him. 
And Lord, empower me to be like you. Just as you went after Peter when he disappointed you, when he denied you. Lord, let me, come on, let me make that call. Reach out and roll back into relationship so I can be home for Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Don't forget to subscribe. And hey, if you want to find out more about our church or how you can be a part, go to freedomhouse.cc.